for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boo. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my my lineups, my bank account grow. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving it with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? We're kind of alarming and running it deep, even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping. And this spot is popping, yeah, this spot is popping. And woo! this is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms, yeah. Sound the alarm, yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 307 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. Of course, we are part of the Going For Two Live podcast network, and we're here live every Wednesday night on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, and of course, syndicated in all major podcast networks. Uh, if you are currently watching us on Twitter, we cannot see your comments in the chat, so go find us on YouTube, uh, youtube.com backslash at Going For Two Live. I'm here as always with my co-host, Mr. Ryan Sirfoss. What's up, Ryan? Uh, not much, man. Enjoying draft season. Definitely. Not, not NFL playoffs. Draft season. <laughs> draft I, season started a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Right? Draft season started a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else exists anymore. Good stuff. Uh, all right. Also joining us tonight, uh, Seth Keller. He's a writer uh, at FantasyData.com and at FaceOff.com. I'm sorry, FFFaceOff.com and a co-host of the uh, Fantasy FAQs podcast. You can follow him at FF the At Home Dad. What's up, Seth? What's up, Jeff? Uh, pleasure to be on the show. Yeah, uh, doing some work across a bunch of different platforms. Um, you know, excited to be on the show. Not excited. You know what? You're 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 being very humble, Jeff. And I just I'm just gonna put it out there now. Let let's hear it. Let's hear it. And you you got the San Fran cozy uh, cozy on. Very nice. Let's yeah. Hear it. Let's, go ahead. I'm get like as as host. You deserve this moment. But let me hear it. No one else. Um, no one. No one cares about Jeff's team. He'll throw some. So, he he brings on 49ers fans once every three weeks. That's not true. <laughs> not true. Uh, I think he just. So what Seth is alluding to is me and him went on a podcast. Uh, I think it was last Thursday, uh, and there's four of us representing the four teams that were playing. I think on Saturday, uh, I was of course representing the 49ers. He had the Cowboys. Uh, we kind of broke things down a little bit, um, talked about our teams, talked about our strengths, weaknesses, and what we thought was going to happen. Of course, he's picked his team. I picked mine. Uh, but you know what? It was a good game. I mean, I was stressed all the way to the very end. It was definitely, you know, y'all had me on the ropes for sure. Yeah. And I definitely, I think the, the most right I was, was, well, two parts. One is that it came down to defense and turnovers. Like, that's, I think bo- both of us talked about that. Yep. And the other part, I was like, this is going to be a weird scoring game. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be a two in there and something weird. And the final score was 1912. Like yeah. that. You don't get a much weirder football score than 1912. So I'm going to count that as just a, a somewhat win. Uh, I didn't I didn't like the the over at 46 like a lot of people did. I did. I, um, I took the over and I, I regretted it. I was like, man, I should listen to Seth because he was definitely right. <laughs> 
I mean, I was I was still teasing it down to like to forty, and that that wasn't even enough. Like that, you know, that still should have went lower than that. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely was a good game. Um, I would have liked to see a little bit more out of the Cowboys, especially offensively. But the the defense showed up; they looked good. Um, the one thing I will say is they they may have given Philly the blueprint for how to beat San yep. Francisco because uh, you know Philly has just as good as just as good as just as good a defense, but better offensive weapons. Yeah, so let's, let's let's call it what it is. Like they they have a a much more solid offense right now than I would say the Cowboys do in their role. And like I, that that game's gonna be. If, if if this game made you nervous, Jeff, this one makes that me nervous. Really make you hold your breath. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is I live in uh, I live in Washington D.C., so all my friends are Commander fans. So they were all rooting for me because their hatred of the Cowboys is like, if it's not going to be us, make sure it's not the Cowboys. So I had the stress of all my friends on my back, like make sure y'all beat the Cowboys because we don't want to see them win any more games. So, um, but yeah, definitely was a good game, and you're right, it was an ugly game, and I, you know, I think what hurt y'all uh, really a lot was uh, was Pollard going down early in that game. Yes, that took out a, a, a element of your offense that we just didn't have to pay attention to do anymore. We, you know, Zeke is Zeke is, you know, he's good, but he's not what he used to be, and he's definitely not explosive like Pollard is. So that kind of took yeah. a, took some wind out of your sails a little bit. What, what's so funny is I just put a tweet out this morning. I was like, for as much as people talk about Pollard in the fantasy circles, I have not seen a single mention of how Pollard going down has impacted that game. Yep. What I keep seeing is Amari Cooper tweets. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. We yes, we could have used an extra wide receiver, but what? Like, we're not going to yeah. talk about the actual game. No, we want to go all the way back to Amari Cooper's trade, <laughs> which, by the way, wasn't good. And like, yeah, absolutely, we could have used the second wide receiver, but in that game. If Pollard plays for that second half, that, that there's a dynamic to that offense yep. that, um, you know that that like you said, you didn't have to respect on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it was a a, a very a, a very pivotal part of that game. But that game, just overall, it was a good game. Yes, the last play was dumb, but there was plenty of dumb plays before that. Yeah. Like let's. You know, whatever you call on an eighty-yard bomb, yeah, or, or hooking, they're all dumb. Whatever, that play was amazing. Like that play was amazing. The memes that have come from that play, <laughs> you know, like there's been plenty of them with Zeke getting blown up, and you know, just the whole thing. But yeah, hey, he made a good snap. Maybe he's got a future in that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's a few pounds away. Yeah, he needs to gain a little weight for that one. <laughs> All right, let's get into the show here. It's a nice show, as always, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Check out their industry-leading best ball leagues with huge tournaments, private leagues, and pick them for every major sport. Sign up with our promo code GF2 and get a deposit match up to 100 bucks. It's as simple as that. Sign up, use promo code GF2, and start drafting. On today's show today, we're going to be doing some uh, some roster evaluating. We're going to break down, you know, how we look at our rosters in the in the dynasty, you know, off season, uh, trade tactics, that kind of stuff. Um, any kind of strategy that these guys have that they use to uh, to look at their rosters over the the course of the off season. Of course, we'll talk about our forgotten fancy player at the end of the podcast. But uh, first thing we'll get to is our new segment, our nonsense draft. Attention, everyone! Let's mock draft. 
So if you missed last week's show, it was the first time we did this segment. Uh, we do a nonsense draft. It's basically three rounds, three teams, uh, and we just draft random things every single week. Uh, today, we are drafting fictional characters you'd want to start a podcast with. Uh, and Seth, since you are the guest, you get the 101 here. So I'm curious to what direction you go here at the 101. So, Jeff, you and I were joking about this beforehand. So I'm, I'm coming in loaded with two picks that I feel like are really solid picks that I got in my back pocket ready to go. And then that third one, we're just going to see where things go because I'm curious to see where everybody else takes this. Um, but I'm going to stick with my, my favorite part of fantasy football. And I'm thinking doing some kind of football podcast. I'm thinking that's where we're going in line with this is the having a beer like you're doing right now having a drink and just bullshitting at the bar watching sports so my 101 pick is going to be barney gumble from the simpsons we're just going to set up a mic <laughs> nice. right at moe's and just get the whole podcast done right at moe's bar nice that's a good one i didn't even think of the simpsons that's a good one that's a good pull i like that good I'm, stuff and i'm not even like a huge simpsons fan but I just like that's that that's it. That's, that's that's what you want. That's what I want. I want to be at the bar having a beer and just you know joking around, talking about football, jumping into you know whatever whatever else nonsense comes up. I feel like Barney would have some some, some funny stories. Yes, too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right, Ryan, you got to follow that one. You got the one up too. I was going to originally kind of not have football related things, but I figure I'm going to at least do one football podcast out of this group. And I'm going to bring in the high school legend, one of the greatest football players to never make it, Albon. Just sit there, <laughs> nice. drinking That's a beer, great one. breaking down the days before, talk about betting, talk about the good old days, how they can't throw like he did. They didn't score the five touchdowns in the game. We're going with Albon D and just bringing that legend on. That's an awesome one. I did not have him on my list. That's a, that's a great pull right it, there. It legitimately, when he said that, it popped into my head, and I just, my whole list went, went, <laughs> went to shit. That. I actually have a list written down, and I'm like, oh, Al Bundy. I'm yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, so I went a completely different route. I don't think any of my characters have to do with football whatsoever. So I'm stepping out of the football fantasy world and doing a completely different podcast with just really freaking interesting people that I think would just be awesome. Just open the mic and let them talk. Uh, and the first one I'm going with here, uh, and he's been in the news lately in his real life, but, uh, I'm going with Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. I just think his character is just, you know, he's, he's one of the coolest characters ever created. And I just think you open up the mic and just, you know, talk about whatever, talk about being a pirate, talk about anything. I mean, that would just be a, I think a very cool type, uh, podcast to listen to. So Jack Sparrow, uh, would have been my one-on-one actually, if, if I had gone first, I think that would be my number one pick. All right, uh, we're back to you, Seth. All right, so see now, now you got me thinking because my my two were definitely thinking in terms of like sports betting stuff like that. But I, I, I'm thinking for my third one, I'm going to go out of the box. But for my second one, I'm going to go with Rain Man because I will never have to remember any stat, do any calculation. <laughs> nice. I could just be like, "Hey, Rain Man, what would it be if we extrapolated his two games into a full season?" Definitely, def, definitely, two hundred thirty-two points. De- <laughs> definitely, like it, it would, be, it would, it would. He would just be the perfect like sidekick to be like, "Hey, hey, Rain Man, what would it be if?" And just be Boom. able to hit us with all of it, and and it could be, it could be gambling, sports, like 
how he went to the casino, you know, de- definitely, definitely hit. Yeah, like, that's yeah. awesome. He, he would have been. Jeff, he would have been able to tell us, no, under. Take the under. Take the under. Take the under. Under the Cowboys yeah. and Niners game. Yep, you're absolutely right. That's awesome. Another another great one I didn't have on my list. All right, Ryan, you're up with the uh, the 105. This will be a general sports talk show, and it's going to be completely negative. We're only talking shit and bringing everything down, and that's Kenny Powers, the greatest pitcher who's ever lived, <laughs> who's pitching in America and Mexico. And there's a reason he's that. And hit a podcast with him, with booze, drugs, shit talk. It would be amazing. <laughs> Nothing good would come from it, and everybody would listen. I love it. I love it. It's a good one. All right, so I'm up, and I got a couple good ones that I still have on my list here. So I'm gonna try to figure out where I want to go here. There's two that I really like. I think if the other guys here, I'll probably take him last. But I'm gonna go with a show I didn't really watch a whole lot of. Um, my wife watched it. I kind of caught episodes here and there, but there's been a billion memes and, and gifts with this guy ever since. And uh, I'm going to go with uh, with Barney Stinson from uh, How How You How I Met Your Mother. Uh, that would That's be actually on my list. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be an awesome podcast. I mean, the, the, some of the things that he kind of comes up with, uh, you know, different philosophies on life and, and dating and all that kind of stuff would just be a would make for a pretty cool, interesting podcast. So Barney Stinson is my uh, my 106 here. All right, Seth, back to you, 107. So, I don't know. I, I feel like I always break the rules, but I might be breaking the rule a little bit here. But I specifically nice. want Leo, Leo's character from Wolf of Wall Street, even though it's based on a real character. But you want the Leo version. The Leo version. I want the Leo version <laughs> nice. of it. To nice. be, to, same philosophy of just like, now I just want to be in the show and listening to the shit that he has going on and just see where like wait 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 wait, break that down wait how did how did you get to your car when you were that high on quaaludes like (laughs) i like i i want to experience the actual like like on the big screen is one thing but like being in the room with that i feel like would just be a whole nother level of like experiencing i love it story. i love it and and my last pick if ryan doesn't take it uh will be very similar as far as a certain character and i want the guy that played that character but uh we'll see if ryan takes it go ahead ryan you're up next so i'm debating if i want to keep my like shit talking the just pure negative theme going or just somebody who'd be an interesting podcast and just kind of talk about life real stuff so i'm gonna go with that and kyle's not watching or hasn't commented yet, so I assume he's not here. So I'm not, I'm not going to use that one. Uh, I'm going to go with Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Nice. <laughs> he's just such an interesting guy. He was on my list. With all the outdoor stuff, burying his gold, hating the government even though he works for it. Everything about him is just loves bourbon, steak, everything good in the world that man loves. <laughs> and it'd be a good podcast. Good stuff. I like it. All right. So I'm going to close it out here strong with uh, with my last pick. So really, you know, podcasts these days, you know, for every 10 podcasts, seven of them are probably about murders, right? I mean, there's so many murder type podcasts and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So my final pick is going to be Joker, the Heath Ledger version. And I just want to just talk to him about all the crazy shit that goes through his head. And he's, you know, he's insane. So, I mean, it'd be a very interesting podcast. And I'm sure we'd have plenty of murder to talk about. That's for sure. So that would be my my final pick there is the Joker, the Heath Ledger version. 
that'd be that'd be I like that. Yeah, that I wasn't even that's thinking, I wasn't even thinking in that direction. Right. Podcast, but yeah, that's good. That's real good. Is there any yeah, other ones on your list you want to mention just real quick? Any of the guys that you really like that you wanted to get in there? I'm surprised there's no one from like The Office or uh, I mean, Ryan mentioned like Ron Swanson, but like just some of the some of those those shows that like they've just be they've been on for so long. Yeah, it's just kind of or or even like what's surprising like Will Ferrell characters. Like I feel like almost every Will. Ferrell I had Ron Burgundy on my list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even like like Elf. Like I would even throw Elf in there. Yeah. It's just like, a, <laughs> like I would start it. Like I would be a Christmas theme podcast where it's just Elf. Whenever. Nice. Uh, or any Vince Vaughn character would be great. Same. Same. Yep. I had uh, I had also, Kramer on my list from Seinfeld as well, just because he's insane as well. <laughs> he kind of just crazy off the wall stuff that he does. Mm-hmm. I have Sh- I have Shorzy from Letterkenny. Nice. And if you don't know him, just just YouTube it. YouTube is <laughs> messed up, and it's the most vile, hilarious things you'll ever hear. Good stuff. Uh, and uh, always sunny. Oh, Char- oh, oh Frank yeah, Frank I mean, Frank almost made my list. Yeah. Look, I, I, what's I. For as many times as I quote Wild Card, yeah! like I, I'm surprised I, I didn't even didn't take him. It, it, it didn't even shout, come shout. to me until just now of like all the shows that are that have gone on there. forever. Shout out to their pod, so their many, podcast is top. We lost so many great players the on the waiver wire. Like, yeah, there's seven. <laughs> it's short. This should have been multiple rounds. Yeah, their podcast is awesome. Good stuff. Yeah. Where they just talk about the show. If you haven't noticed, check it out. Oh, I know. All right, so let's get into some football stuff. Uh, we're talking off-season roster evaluation. That's kind of where we're at right now, I think, in, in, in our dynasty seasons. Um, you know, looking at your roster, you know, where'd you finish? Did you compete? Did you not compete? Are you in a rebuild? Are you looking to win next year? You know, whatever the case may be. Uh, and we'll go to you first, Seth. Just give me, like, one of your, one of your routines that you do when you're looking at your rosters in the off-season. So two, two things, and... One, I think, is the most difficult thing for us to actually do, and that's to look at our rosters with a realistic lens. The rookie that you drafted in the fifth round that you've held on to all season long probably isn't going to just break out next season just because you've held them for the three-year breakout window that like used to be a thing that fantasy people talked about. Yep. Um, being realistic about, you know, they were the RB one, you know, this this year. Are they going to be that again? Are is, are they going to repeat it? Like, what are what are the things that are actually repeatable in terms of fantasy football? And then also like, you know, just trying to get a sense of like okay, this is what my roster looks like, and it's amazing, and nothing will ever happen to it. <laughs> Wait until one dude blows his knee out, and yep. then what do you got going on? And and not to hope for that at all, but we know it happens. Yep. Like, you, you, you know, and I think being brutally honest with yourself about where your roster is is so difficult, but such an important part of the process because you could be sitting at a spot where, like, you're looking at a trade and you're like, well, I don't need that extra running back. Like my third, you know, my third round draft pick is way better than that 
you know, that handcuff running back that, that I could just fill a, an empty spot on my roster with and you overlook it, but that could be a play that ends up like helping you out a ton because now your running back room is just that much more secure. Yep. Absolutely. Um, what's that, what's that saying? Um, uh, hope for the best plan for the worst. That's kind of kind of what you're talking about there, because I mean, even the, you look at this year. I mean, all the running back injuries we had. I mean, even quarterback injuries have been higher than I think they've ever been. We had so many quarterbacks go down this year that, you know, it was a nightmare. Yeah, it was definitely a nightmare. I mean, I I lost a bunch of my guys. Uh, ended up having to play a bunch of random running backs towards the end of the season. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely, I like that. I like that. Uh, what about you, Ryan? What you got for your for your off season uh, evaluation? Like like my routine is I go through every team probably five or six times just because I kind of obsessed about it. And I just get bored at work. And I'm like, is this team a championship game? That's the first question I ask. Can this team win a championship this year? And it's yes or no. And are they one or two pieces away? Or are they not close? Like, is this team going li- to live in the middle? If it lives in the middle, blow that shit up. If that team's one or two pieces away, then I adjust and see where I can move, who I can move, and kind of go from there. And see where that medium is. But like, it all starts with can I win a championship with this team and how far am I? Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat there too. I, I, I look at my rosters from a strength and weaknesses kind of standpoint, just looking at the season, like you mentioned about depth and, you know, if this guy goes down, you know, am I deep enough to survive through it or, you know, by weeks, am I deep enough to survive through this with this position? Uh, you know, and I go top to bottom, you know, with the quarterback, running back, receivers, tight ends, everything. And then I've always been a guy, at least in the offseason, I don't like to pay the full price for players. So if there's somebody that's coming off a huge season, I'm not going out and trying to trade for him. I'm trying to find the guy that I think can be the breakout next year. You know, guys that maybe you can buy a little low on. Hopefully they kind of increase their value. Um, so I kind of look for, you know, different guys like that. And I basically fill my my roster with those guys on the back end of my roster. And if I have four or five of them and, and one or two of them end up breaking out, then I'm, you know, then I'm, I'm good. Um, but, yeah, I, I always try to buy low on guys that I think are on that brink of just breaking out. And not even on the brink of just breaking out, but on the brink of people thinking that they're going to break out. Because, you know, everyone in my leagues are all pretty smart guys, and they kind of know that, okay, this guy's got a chance to be the lead back, you know, whether it be next year or this year. Um, I try to get them before they even get to that point and try to go find somebody that I think, you know, one or two running backs go down or, you know, contract situations that come up and these guys get moved and all of a sudden he's now the starter. Um, So I'm looking to find some cheap cheap value there to kind of fill the, the back end of my roster there. Yeah, um, I will say, like, when it comes to, like, evaluating your team, an easy, easy, easy way to do it, to see if you're a championship caliber lineup, go look at who won the championship, if it's not you. And be like, can Matt go just line for line? This player better, this player better. Can I see myself beating them? Am I close? Am I far? That makes it so much easier and realistic. Because, like, that's not, it's really easy to, like, not be realistic about your team. And you see this guy, like, Chef said, Oh, this guy this guy's gonna break out. But you don't you don't believe I love this guy, but is he gonna be a wide receiver one this year or is he just that middling guy? Right. Like be realistic and use the other team to gauge it. And if you thought you should have won the championship, why didn't you? Was it injuries? Was it legit or was your team just not good enough? Right. Like that's how you have to do it. And I'll build on to that point too, is another part of it. It's not just looking at your roster to see your strengths and weaknesses but you need to go through the rest of the league 
And so not just the championship team and line by line and stuff like that, but like, look at the, look at all the other teams in your league and kind of go, all right, what did they have? What do they have going on? Where are they at? And, you know, there's a little bit of psychology going on in there. Cause it's like, well, if I had that team, I'd blow that up in no time. And, right. But they could be looking at it like, well, and, there's a team in one of my leagues that's like, well, I have Zeke and I have this, and they're all like these guys that were all RB ones, and it's like, it's going up time. Yeah, they're, they're like, past they're that. Pants. <laughs> like I'm really gonna move it, and it's like, well, in that case, let me think of some of my old guys that I don't want anymore that you may value a little right. bit more. And so it's not only just finding out what they have on their roster, but trying to get a sense of what they think of their roster. And where where you can take advantage of that because it could be you know the 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 buying low that you're thinking of Jeff or it could also be the selling high in another sense of hey this this person it's a it's a super flex league and I know I'm getting ready for my blow up and you know this uh, this this you know quarterback I have is just sitting there. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna take credit for that, Courtney. I don't know if you're talking to me or not. But I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna take credit for that one. Thank you. It, 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 it definitely wasn't me. So <laughs> um, but like, I'm gonna look to that team now and be like, okay, you know, maybe I wouldn't have moved in in like a super flex. Maybe I wouldn't have moved like a, um, you know, a, a, a Ryan Tannehill or somebody like that. Or maybe I wouldn't have moved. Um, I mean, Tannehill's probably up on that board of most people are trying to. Move I mean. That. If but. you're if you're start if you're starting Ryan Tannehill, well, you're not a contender. Yeah, you're not. You're not. You're not. Yeah. I was I was trying to think off the cuff of like a really good quarterback example, and it kept failing me. But yeah. like one of the like a like an Aaron Rodgers, I think is a good one. A Derek Carr is another good one. Um, and like those are those are guys that still their name carries enough weight with them that you can move them. And if it's a team that maybe they think they're in that like, hey, I can make a run type of move that's the team you want to target to try and move those bets to because that championship team that has, you know, Mahomes and Burrow, and that's why they're in the championship for that super flex league. They don't care if you like, no, I'm not making a deal for Rogers. Like yeah. I got these guys. I don't care about that. And so it's, it's just trying to find those little spots that you can take advantage of. Yep. I agree 100%. And I, I was going to kind of say the same thing that you were talking about there, just comparing your roster to other rosters and, and what are their weaknesses? Like, what are the, you know, if you're looking at their roster, like if your strength is receiver and their weakness is receiver, then maybe you need to go out and talk to him about making a possible trade, um, you know, trying to move somebody that they might value more than what your team is valuing him at. Maybe he's your receiver five or six, but on this team might be his receiver three, for example. And then you can get some good value back from from a trade there as well. Um, so Ryan, I want to go to you as far as I know. You know, me and you kind of live on you know sites like Spotrack with contracts and, and dead cap and and all this kind of stuff. How much do you put into that into your rosters as far as making decisions? I mean, not a ton. I look at I'll look at it for like the free agency for right. I guess running running backs to be this year. Uh, more than any other position because the free agent class is kind of weakish. But like, if I'm looking at the running back class and I see guys like Barkley are on there, Kareem Hunt, Josh Jacobs, I'm looking at them like, is there a situation they could go to which is better than what they have? So if I have Saquon Barkley on my team, 
Barkley gets 20, 20 to 25 touches a game. How many teams in the NFL is he going to go to where he's going to get that kind of volume? And if he doesn't, can he get that efficiency? Yep. So if I have any inkling he's leaving, there's a chance I could move on. Josh Jacobs, same thing. Josh Jacobs had the best year of his career, but Josh Jacobs had, what, 270 carries? I don't know the number off the top of my head, but he had a absolute ton of touches this year. Yes, he did. Like, I can't see a situation with a team who's that run heavy where he's going to go and get that again. So that's a sell for me. Other guys, it might be the opposite. Kareem Hunt's one who we've had, everyone's been sitting on forever, hoping he landed in a better position. Or Alexander Madison's another one. I think that he's also a free agent this year. He could be somewhere. Yeah, but, uh, he is. But is Alexander Madison really? He's a not. But people think he back, is. Or is he just a high end back? Like, but but that's just it. People think yourself. People think he is. So you could probably move him if you had him on your roster. Yeah, a Tony Pollard's one. Like his landing. I think his landing slot is very important. Staying in Dallas is cool. If he goes to a different team, I want him to go to an offense that fits him. Like, he could go to a place that looks good, but if it's, like, a Miami or Arizona where they have this wide-open offense and give this dude room to run, all in. But if it's kind of more of a grinder and they have different things, I might not want him and try to get rid of him, even though he has lead role, because that's max value. I think you have to really pay attention, especially once the landing spots come. But as of now, if I'm trading him, I'm just saying if the landing spot could be better or worse. Yeah. Um. Can we real quick play a quick game? So what did you say you thought Josh Jacobs' touches were this year? I think I was way low. I think I was closer to his carries than touches. Like, he was you're, over 300, you're right? You're still way low on his carries, even. You said 276 was too low? Way too low. Really? Yeah. How many was that? What do you hit? Good guess. Three. Play the guessing game. I'm going to go. 330. Yeah, that's where I was going to go. 330. Up more than that? Holy crap. Yeah. 360. Jeez. 340. Wow. And, 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 and 64 targets, 53 receptions. That's an so insane th- volume. Yeah. So he had 380 or 375 touches, 74 touches. Yep. That's like, Dude, that's like early 90s type volume right there. <laughs> you don't wh- get that anymore. Where, where is Josh Jacobs going to go where he's going to see more touches this year? I don't, I don't, I don't think he will. But I, exactly. I will say one thing. But I will say one thing. I have been the Josh Jacobs. Like, why are people still drafting I, him so late every year? I agree. I, I've um, been that guy the whole time, and and this may be the one time where I'm like, no, I'm sorry, I'm off Josh Jacobs because I don't you, think I, I don't think I can get back on that train. Yeah. On the flip side, we talked about that was that makes me my eyes open. Zamir White. Yep. Or whose spot he's taking. Like, he could leave, and I don't know if he's going to get that, but if he gets three quarters of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of touches. Yep. Or he gets half, what, yeah, or what <laughs> he gets half of that. Huh? Or yeah. what happens in the draft? Imagine if, you know, I don't think the Raiders are going to go Bajan, but maybe they go Jameer Gibbs, or maybe they go, like, I haven't done, I haven't done my in-depth rookie kind of looks yet. So I don't have all the, the the rookie running back names in my back pocket, but what if they pick up one of those new, you know, those shiny, shiny new, new toy toys. running backs that yep. everybody's running to go get? Yeah, you know what type of value does that that now translate into? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I think it's important for the guys who are going to be left too. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we're talking about roster construction and breaking down your roster. Um, we do something very unique over here at goingfor2.com. We do a personal league podcast. Um, we took them live this year for the first time. We've been doing them for three years. Uh, basically, we take your league, we screenshot everything, we break down, uh, we rank all your teams, and then we break it down uh, on a live podcast where we count them down from 12 to 1. Uh, we'll have usually three or four of our analysts on there to break down your rosters. We give you, you know, your strengths, your weaknesses, trade ideas. If you're pre-draft, we'll give you some draft pick ideas. If we're post-draft, we'll tell you kind of how you did with your rookies and if you need to move them or however you want to handle it. Uh, we do all that kind of stuff for you. It's about an hour. Actually, we say an hour. It's more like an hour and a half because we get talking and it just it seems to go longer than we, than an hour. Uh, but if you want to get one of those done for your team, uh, if you're in a 12-man league, it's like eight fifty a person. Uh, $8.50 a person to do that. It's it's 100 bucks for uh, for one of these. Um, you visit goingfor2.com backslash PLP. That stands for Personal League Podcast. Uh, you can look at the details there and book your podcast all right there on that page. Uh, we've done Dynasty. We've done Redraft, Superflex, Vampire League. We did an Empire League that was 20 teams. Um, we've done it all. So uh, go check it out, goingfor2.com backslash PLP uh, and book yours today. All right, let's talk about the art of off-season trading. I know we kind of talked a little bit about it with our, our last segment there, uh, but let's get a little bit more in depth here and talk specifically about you know buying low and selling high and, and how you target certain guys or certain even certain managers in your league uh, in this off-season. Ryan, we'll go to you first this time. Uh, I'm going to say with off-season trading, it kind of goes with the buy, so, buy low, sell high, but it's a little bit broader. Be patient. You are doing Dynasty right now, and it's January. You're going to get such an influx of news, and players are just going to go crazy. Like, people always use the stock market for it. This is more like crypto, where it's like huge leaps and bounds and insanity going on. That's what the offseason is, and it's for no reason. And it's just because somebody tweeted something, a stat out, and a million people saw it, and they go crazy. Like, watch those trends, but... Be patient. Um, myself, one of the mistakes I do make when I see these like trends and stuff, I don't want to be too thirsty about it. Like, you don't want to see so and so flash at camp and immediately put them up to trade. Maybe wait a day or two, or kind of see in a conversation somebody reaches out to you. Like, don't be patient, but be patient, man. It's a long, a long, long time. Yeah, the offseason is longer than the season, so I mean, it's definitely you got you got a ways to go before we get to the and season. People get people get bored. And like the start a trade conversation and then completely pull out has become one of my favorite things because people like will think about it and be like, why did this work? What did they want? And then they'll send you some bullshit that yep. they probably shouldn't have just because they want to make a deal. Yeah. Like be patient. There's so much time left. If I don't make a trade with you today, I don't care. If you come a month down the line, which I've seen happen before, and somebody's like, I want this player, and you had no idea they liked that guy or they didn't like who was on their team who you wanted. Be patient, dude. Yeah. Especially, I feel like right now, too, is the the big argument of do you wait for an offer or do you send an offer? And I feel like there's, in leagues that I'm in, that is like, again, knowing your league mates, like there's there's a couple of leagues that I'm in where there's league mates, they will never make an offer. They will always, they'll talk and they'll talk and they'll talk and they'll let you make the offer, yep. but they'll mm-hmm. never be the ones that come out and actually make the offer. And I think that's another part where the being patient is because you kind of, 
you 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 have plenty of time to keep that that conversation going to be like yeah well what are you you know where are we at with this guy what are you thinking about this guy what are you looking at to do here what and and a lot of times um in a lot of the leagues that i'm in um a lot of guys guys and girls just want to just they just want to talk football yeah. So you can usually glean some information out of that. Just by yeah. Just by saying, hey, where where are you at with this guy? Hey, I'm looking at making a move here. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? You don't have to like just throw an offer out there. Some people like that. Some people they they're 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 gonna they're make an offer. Make an offer. Okay. Uh, I might. I'm I'm browsing. Don't rush <laughs> me. I like to look at the you know, the, the supply you got here, how well-dressed is the mannequin? Let me take a good look at what you got here. Um, but I think that's another piece of like, don't feel rushed to make an offer. Let that kind of develop. And again, depending on who you're dealing with, but let that develop because you can try and find like, all right, maybe they're, they're, re- they're really anxious about trying to get this extra pick in. Let me try and maneuver that a little bit let me see if i can get a little bit more value or if you're like hey this this deal's great then then you you're you're ready you're ready to go yeah i was gonna bring up you know kind of in the same tone there is is you know being the first one to make the offer is i always will offer you know more than i think that they will give just to see because then i can always come back to what i will accept for a deal so I offer a little bit more, like, okay, I'm going to give you this guy, and you give me these three guys. And I know that, okay, he's probably not going to want to give away that guy, but I'm going to ask for him anyway, because who knows, he might accept it. But that gives me some leeway to then come back to what I really wanted. Um, and then vice versa, when I do counter offers, I'm going to offer a little bit less. You know, on the way back, I'm going to give him a little bit less than I think he'll take, because then I know I can come up a little bit. I give myself a little leeway on both sides of it so that we can kind of maneuver and, and make those offers there. Because you never know, you might send that trade out, they might just hit accept and, and, and go on from there, and you're happy with that, that trade. Happens. It absolutely yeah. does. I, I, I have one thought on here that kind of your guys thought. How do you handle it when you're competing to trade? About it? And you know there's a couple other people trying to get a player who you might really want. Like that, I think that's a real thing that no one really talks about because it's important. It is, and, and I, I've and, I, and I've vastly overpaid for guys because of that. I, I have done that before, and Everybody I've also, does. and I hope none of my league mates are listening. I will fake it. I will say that someone else is asking for a guy, and there's no one else asking for a guy just just to get their well, yeah. offers to go up. <laughs> yeah, if you're not li- if you're not lying, you're not trying. Yep. I mean, I've even gone back to old conversations like two or three years ago, screenshotted our conversation about that player, and then used that in that trade. Like, oh, see, he's trying to get this player, but it was three that's years ago. Dirt, that's dirty. I'm hundred. percent I'm gonna use that. <laughs> oh my god! I oh, I love that so much. What What's great is one of one of my favorite leagues. It's a home league, dynasty league, and we use Telegram for our group chat. And there's the search function on Telegram where you can go back forever, all yeah. the way back in time. So now I have to now I have to do that, <laughs> and like <laughs> it works. <laughs> Somebody's somebody's looking. Look at the package that somebody's gonna yeah. make for Zeke right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, that that's hilarious. But I think I think there's two points with that. One, um, and and it goes to uh, an earlier point that I wanted to make too. It's don't be afraid to walk away from a trade. Like don't feel you have to Absolutely. make the trade. No, no player is that important. Right. They're and really so like, not. 
Right. Jamar Chase, even Justin Jefferson, like mm-hmm. there's not there's always a difference somewhere else you can go. And and so this is like something they tell you to do in car negotiations is like don't be afraid to get up and walk and away. like go to walk away. And and either they'll go, No, 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 sit down, sit down. Okay, let me see what I can do for you. Or they go, Yeah, no, we're that far away. Go ahead and walk. And 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 that can be valuable on both sides excuse me, on both sides of that, that, that negotiation. And so I think when there's multiple people going, it's kind of like saying like, okay, this is what this guy is worth to my team. If it means, if it means I need to throw in a little extra pick or I need to toss in a, a, a guy that could have some, like is that lotto ticket that he's not really going to do a ton, but he's going to do just enough to make the deal go through. Sure. But if he, if it means making, some kind of you know huge leap uh especially like a leap in tier right so if you're talking about like a like an rb2 to a um you know to an rb1 type of valuation then i'm then i'm going you know what i'm not i'm 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 sorry i'm not paying you for a maybach when i'm driving out of the dealership in yeah. civic yeah exactly 100 like i'm not not gonna do that but if you're telling me like all right like We'll throw in, you know, like you got to pay a little bit extra because the chips and stuff, like with the whole pandemic, it's like, right. all right, <laughs> you, like to steal a line from Cartman, who's another one that was on my list for the podcast. Cartman, that would be you awesome. Uh, you're, you're breaking the balls, man. Like the, <laughs> that, you know, that, uh, that, that would have been pure negativity. That I yeah. yeah. Oh, it would be, but it would be perfect pure negativity. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Agreed. So, real quick, Ryan, we got a question in the chat here from Courtney. Uh, so she's in a deep, deep league, and she wants to know, would you give your 8, 9, and 10th round picks for 503? Basically a 3 for 1. She said she has 19 picks currently. She's trying to consolidate down to 15 that, or 16. And that's in a startup? Uh, I don't know if it's a startup or not. It doesn't, she doesn't say if it's a startup or not. I would think, I mean, unless, I mean, that's a, that that's would be, good. it's got to be a startup. Yeah, it's got to be. Which is insane that you have, have all the six. Um. Honestly, no. Like, 503 gets you a good player, not a great player. And just seeing the way drafts have gone. No. Not a, is not it a, a it's a rookie draft? Maybe it's a key. Wait, wait, maybe 8. 9 and 8.10? Not a starter. Is that what it's supposed to be? Let me 8. read it again. So, because this can't be rookies, right? I mean, unless I guess it's like unless you're drafting coaches and offensive linemen, I, I can't imagine you got ten yeah, rounds of rookies, or or maybe like like rookies and free agents and free agents, like maybe yeah. Because like, there's a league that I'm in that you do like pull them all together. Um, if it's a deep one QB league, if it's rookies, if it's a rookie draft like that. In that, I'd rather have the high pick. Okay, right, I would right, rather have the five point three, because eight, nine, and ten, you're just sh- sh- mm-hmm. sifting through garbage. Like yeah. I'd rather have the good. I'd rather have the higher pick, in yep. and that'd be no question there. If it was a startup, it's a different story. But in a rookie draft, yeah, yeah, I want. I want to get. I don't want. I don't want anything after. If I can get any, if I can move anything late within the first three rounds, I'm good. Yeah, and eight, nine, and ten, you're literally like dudes who aren't getting drafted. Yeah, you're yes. yeah, you're drafting Colin Kaepernick at that point because there's just nobody left. Yeah, that that you're you're literally sifting through garbage mm-hmm. and now. Yeah, and <laughs> and your limit. So like, 
to not not to get too mathy, right? But like that's that's what I do. Um, you basically are taking like okay, those three picks, eight, nine, and ten, like the chances of them hitting are just so low. And even like five, like five three is even mixing rookies and free agents is probably a very low probability. Also, like a, it, it's weird with different leagues and stuff like that. People aren't cutting but, bad players or aren't cutting good players. Yeah, right. Like you're, yeah, you're you're better off. Your probability of getting a win is still better with that one guy at five three than it is those three guys at eight nine yeah. ten. Yeah, agreed. because that's the you know, supposed to be the better player. Do they flame out and, you know, bust also? Probably. Yeah, probably. But like, do 8, 9, and 10 flame out and bust also? Probably. Definitely. Yeah, probably. More, pro- <laughs> yeah. more probably. More, more than likely, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, let's go back around real quick. And, you know, if you got any more trading uh, advice, Ryan, that you like to do, I know you uh, you talk to me a lot in the offseason and trades and you're trying to get certain guys and you're not you're not willing. I mean, sorry, you are willing to overpay for guys that you like if you really want to go out and I get have, them. I, I have no I have no problem ever paying. And anybody knows me, especially if there's a player I want. These, I think I'm a big fan of more top tier talent than depth which good or bad because i always feel like i'm good enough on the waiver wire and things like that to find depth later on because you always find those guys later but it's really hard to find elite players like i overplayed for Jalen waddle before the tyree kill trade way too much it still ended up working out he's good but like i have no problem doing that and if i have to throw in a bench guy who i don't think i'm gonna start i have no problem throwing that i won't start with it but like if I know this guy's not going to help me win a championship, why do I give a shit? Yeah. In yeah. the long run. One, one thing I always do in... It's, I want the best player. Go ahead. I, I say One thing I always do in my trade offers is I always try to get, like, my most of my league to three-round rookie drafts, I try to get that third-round pick thrown in on top. Yeah. No matter no matter what. Like, if it's, if it's next year or the year after that, just throw that third-round pick in there because when that draft comes around... And I got two or three or four third round picks. I can consolidate those and move up into the second, you know, and then, you know, get a better player there. But that third round pick, when you're looking at it in a, in a trade, the guy's like, oh, that's a that's a nothing pick anyway. I'm just going to throw it in on this deal and make this work. And then when that time comes, you know, to fruition, all of a sudden you got like three or four third round picks and you're sitting pretty to move up into the second round. So that's something I always ask for back. And I will say like kind of overpay with overpay. It does one other has one other really. <laughs> Gerson is the Gerson just harasses you till you give in to make the trade. Yeah, um, that's another tactic that you can use. He, as he well. literally just Gerson who comment here. His tactic is to just bother you until you just make a deal. Shut up. Um, the one thing I'll say is uh, overpay. If you overpay for a trade, it kind of works out in the long run because you get more trade offers because other people think you will too. Yep, and they offer stronger to you to start. Like sometimes it just doesn't matter with some of these other some like lower guys. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes with overpaying too, it, it comes down to your league as well. Like I, I I have my trophy sitting right here. I brought this up last podcast, but I want to show it off again. If you could see it, it says the anybody but Jeff trophy because my league literally does not like me winning championships. So in that league, when I'm trading, I have to overpay almost every time because no one wants to trade with me. So. Uh, and something like that, I just overpay. I just have to do it. There's just no, no way around it. But uh, to get that deal done, I will overpay if I have to. 
It's fine. I don't always start with that. I'll start with strong offers, though. I have no problem doing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about you, Seth? Anything that you do as far as overpaying, or do you like to just try to get value? It really depends on, like, who and in which league. So I have one league that is, like, a whole bunch of college buddies, and it's really just because we all want to keep bullshitting with one another than actually, like, fantasy football is just, like, the vehicle that allows us to keep you know, bullshitting. Um, and it, it's still like a, it's still a, a fun league and a competitive league, but like I could go in and be like, I'm going to offer you two first for this bump. And they'd be like, mm-hmm. you're, <laughs> yeah. you're up to something. What, what do you really like? What do you know about this guy that, that, that we don't know? And it's like, no, no, no. I just really want to buy it. I, I want this guy on my roster. I'm really excited about them. Mm-mm, nope. It's like, like it's like you know something. Need, yeah. Yeah. What do I need to do? Like I don't like I'm. I literally am just making a gamble like everybody else in this, and you know, like in that league, I have I have to like over overpay or just sit and wait for certain trades to come through. Um, in other leagues, Grant, that's a very specific situation. But in like a lot of other leagues that are a lot more, um, kind of spread out. Um, I think it depends on who it is, and I think it. To me, it's a it's a little bit more like Ryan too, where it's like I want to walk away from the trade feeling like I got the best guy. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm paying, you know, if I'm paying picks, I want to have an idea of who those picks are, right? To be able to like match to the player that I'm looking at to be like, okay, I do, want this guy. Do mock drafts for rookie draft and mm-hmm. see who you give those picks to match them up. Because just because you have an arbitrary number of two five, right. and you do a mock draft and you do ten of them at two five, and you don't get the guy the guy you want there, who cares? Get rid of it. Yeah. it. If like if you don't feel that like in the Discord, people were talking about the draft class today. We had a few people thought it was like pretty deep. Like I I believe there's some good receivers and there's some depth, but like there were some people who were really down on. If you're down in this class and you don't like those players. Move your picks. Move your picks. Somebody wants them. Absolutely. Rookie craze is real. Like Absolutely. if you don't like, if you don't trust the class, you don't trust the players in that position. Move on from it. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Like get players you like because somebody will overpay for draft picks. Yep. That's yeah. the number one thing people overpay for. It's like, do you want a hundred dollars, or do you want what's in the box? It could be a hundred dollars. It could be nothing, <laughs> yeah. or it could yeah. be like yeah. a gold bar. Like it, that's what trading draft picks is like. And if you it's, don't like the class, the Peter Griffin mystery box. Yep. Like, it's what it is. No, 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 Lois. No, 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 Lois. Yeah, that's a boat. But there's a mystery box. It can be anything. Yes. It could even be a boat. <laughs> exactly. Like that. Like use that. If you don't do mock, if you do mock drafts, you know who's going where. You have a very good idea. ADP is real. Yep. Like it doesn't always land that way, but it's within a few picks. Yep. Usually it is. So if you don't like it, move it. Who cares? Uh, we have another question here, Seth. I want to ask you. This is from Gerson. He wants to know, uh, what do you do if you've been blacklisted or you feel like it where your team is just so good that no one trades with you? Is there any kind of tactic that you can do to, to combat that? Um, I mean, I feel like that's... I don't it's know. A it's, it's a humble brag. It's a humble brag. That's a humble brag. I feel like he's talking about a league that you guys are in. Uh, so, actually, no, he just talks about it all the time. <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of like the league that I was talking about, where it's like, 
like my team my team's rebuilding at this point in that league but it's still like it's it's like pulling teeth trying to make trades and i think part of it is it goes back to the one patience um and two the like okay i i know i want this guy like i this is this is the guy that i feel like he's going to be this but i'm also not going to i'm not going to pay elite level prices for that guy and and i think it's part of you know, knowing your league mates, because a lot of, a lot of people, they'll, if you talk through it, like, here's what I'm looking at. This is what I want to do. Um, you know, it's, it sounds like he's humble bragging about his humble brag. <laughs> about an humble brag, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that attracts. Um, um, so I, I feel like I, I want to be a league. I want to be in a league with this guy. This sounds great. Um, dude, just, <laughs> just, just ride it out until you're Jeff Fisher and then people will trade with you. Yes, and quit there crying. you go. Yeah. Um, no, don't do that. But I, I think that's part of it. It's like, it's like identifying who you really want to get in the off season. I feel like that's a, a part that we didn't really talk about is like, come up, coming up with that, like list of like, all right, these are guys that like, I'm excited for Definitely that on that edge. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think with like on a team like that, if you're blacklisted in trade, there always comes a point, like, like I said before, like being patient, there always comes to that point where if your team's that good. You have players that somebody wants. Yep. Whether it's Tony Pollard, who you think is going to land on this awesome team and be great now, or a Garrett Wilson, who everybody who's might win uh, Offensive Player of the Year, who people want on your team. If you have players like that and your team is that good, people are eventually going to reach out to you and ask you about those players. Yep. Like you don't have to aggressively shop players to make good deals. It's a long off season. If you have good players, your team's that good. People are going to ask you about those players. Yep, absolutely. That's that's the most legit answer I can give about that, without talking about his handle bragging. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I want to say, I want to talk about kind of the flip side of that. I just want to go over, you know, people. I get all the time during the season, like, hey, I got this trade offer. It's a really good trade offer, but I'm giving this guy, you know, he's the best team in the league, and now he's going to have, you know, this really good player, and I might lose a championship to him. And I always tell them, like, if your team is getting better, who cares about the other guy? You know, I know his team might be a juggernaut. Maybe he's going to get some great player from you that's going to complete his team. You know, maybe he's got a bad tight end and you're going to trade him, you know, a good tight end. That, that's now his team's going to be a juggernaut. But I always say, look at it from your perspective. If your team is getting better with this trade, then it doesn't matter on that side of the things. Do you all agree with that take? Anything can happen. He could have three players go down and play and be gone before you even face him. So I'm going to give you a perfect trade example of that so the person i was trading with is he just hit the three p the very strong team he's little weak at wide receiver i'm i've just hit i i ended up tanking again this season because i was like i'm gonna let the dice roll where they may i got lots of picks coming up i'm gonna let them roll where they may i may end up in the middle i may end up in the bottom i'm gonna find out where things happen that was my mindset at the beginning I started off 0-4. I had Jonathan Taylor, and one of the teams that should have been contending came and offered four first-round picks for Jonathan Taylor. That's actually not that crazy. Not that crazy for this <laughs> league, but still, like, that's, like, a, a great pick, right? Um, so I was like, you know what? Full-on tank mode. Didn't, didn't want to do dude. it, <laughs> but did it. Full-on tank mode. I now have the 101. I have six more picks in the first round. Wow. I ended up with, I traded uh, Damian Pierce for Garrett Wilson in a first. 
And I just traded Garrett Wilson to the three-peat team for uh, three first-round picks over the next three years. Yeah. It's like my team is going to take some time to build together. Yeah. And, yes, other teams in the league are probably going to be like, and they are. I'm hearing it. Already. It's it's the Telegram League also. So I'm hearing it of how terrible that deal was for me. But it's like my team got better long term yes i i did want to build around garrett wilson but i ended up with three first round picks out of that i i also i it was three first round picks and i got dalton schultz who's like i, I couldn't help it it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's probably the homer the pick one it was, it was yeah it was like a, it was a second for dalton schultz um like it, it you know it just kind of whatever right um so it was it was one of those things where it was my team got better because I have all of these picks to continue building my roster with. And those picks in the future maintain value a lot better than players maintain value. Absolutely. And so it's one of those things where it's like, yes, did I want to give up Garrett Wilson? No. Do I feel like I gave up the best player in that, that deal? Yes. But I do feel like my team got better because now I have all this other I have all this other ammo to shoot my shot Yep. for either if, if I draft well, because I have the 101 and six more picks in the first round. How could you not draft well? <laughs> yeah. 2000, you know, 2023 rookie class, you know, like, yeah, like I could be in a situation where it's like, Hey, I need to move these picks and I need to make that push for the chip. Or I go, I'm going to let them fall where they may. I should be a playoff contending team. And then next round, I have still three, four, I have, what, three picks in the first round in 24 and two more in 25 and two more in 26. Yeah, we, we say it a lot in, on the PLPs when we do those, when the guy's got a ton of picks, is, is picks in Dynasty is like, is like money, right? I mean, you could, you could buy a player if you need to. Uh, you know, obviously you could sell players for it. But if you if you have a lot of picks in the league, you got a lot of, of, of freedom as far as what you can do with it. If you... Like you said, if you're sitting on three first round picks and then this year you're, you know, you're six and oh, seven and oh, eight and oh, you're like, well, shit, I might go for the championship. Let me sell out my picks from from next year and try to go for it this year because it gives you that flexibility. So, yeah, that's a great point. And you, and you don't want to overdo it and end up like the Rams at the moment. <laughs> exactly. I do, I, I do that. I do that in fantasy all the time. <laughs> yeah, he sells I, out. I, I, I'm a pure draft, Nick, and I love the draft more than anything. But I will sell every every freaking pick. Oh, yeah. And have no regrets about it. The comment yeah. Gerson put in the comments about FM picks being my motto, it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> I think across like eight leagues this year, I have zero first round picks. Wow. Yeah. But you know what, though? I'll end up having some. Yeah. Eventually. I'll yep. have first round picks by the draft, but right now I have none. Yep. And yeah. I have no regrets about it. Yeah. And, I, and that's another good part about the whole cycle of trading and stuff like that too is if your team is competitive and you do have the if you went out and and got players for the picks that you sold you can now sell those players again to get back into the draft yep and as long as you're as long as you're pretty consistent with making not even every great trade every trade being a great trade as long as you're somewhat consistent with hitting it on a number of them you're gonna you're gonna keep restocking the cap the cupboards to you're, be you're able gonna, to like, you know what? I'm you're gonna, gonna, gonna lose trades regardless. Yeah. Yeah. 
like it's inevitable. Someone's up, you're gonna lose a trip. Yep, it's mm-hmm. gonna happen. And, and the thing is, gonna, when it happens, you'll forget you've made. Yep. Or what you traded away. My, well, my, if you if you have really good league mates, they won't ever, 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 ever let you forget the bad, <laughs> bad trade that you made. Yeah, absolutely. but I, I, I'm so good at ignoring people, and, not, and I don't pay attention <laughs> much. I don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> yeah, there there was one last point I wanted to make, uh, and I completely forgot what I was going to say. So uh, let's just move on to the last segment of the show here. <clears throat> Get ready for goingfor2.com's Forgotten Fantasy Player of the Week. And I remembered why that was that drop was playing. Don't be in a constant rebuild. I you know I see that all the time where people are selling away players. Like the point of cha- of fantasy football is to win a championship, and if you can do that, go for it. Don't it's it's not the best portfolio. You know, having the best portfolio is not going to help you win a championship. You got to go for it sometimes. Re- rebuild should never last more than a year. More than I a say year. that every time we talk about it. Yep. One year's max. Absolutely. All right, forgotten fantasy player. What, what you got for us, Seth? Well, I'm into it at the moment. But okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so I'm going to use this segment to also pitch this random idea that I had um, at the same time about a specific Cowboys player. I feel like you're trying to sell me a timeshare. Right? <laughs> How would you like to have this wonderful apartment in Florida? Which actually, you know what? That actually you lost you lost me in Florida hurricane season. Oh well, not right now. Your timeshare is at a different time of the year. Come on, (laughs) Um, Florida's actually related to this forgotten player. Ooh, there you go. First ten done. Hmm. Okay, so it's a it's a Cowboys player, and he's from Florida. Okay, is he current? Wait, do I have to tell you whether when you're wrong no. with these or no? No, no. Okay. We're just asking right. questions. Keep going. We're just yeah, we're just gonna keep <laughs> all right. So um there's a current Cowboys player that I feel could be on the same career trajectory. You take Emmett Smith out of your mouth because <laughs> he is the, this this is not about a great Cowboys football player. It's it's not that. Emma <laughs> Smith is never forgotten. My son's name is is Emmett. I say it's after Emmett Smith. My wife is like, no, I just like the name Emmett. <laughs> um, sorry, that was a comment that I saw pop up there. I don't think you, I don't think you put it in the show yet, Jeff. Um, but um, this forgotten player has a career trajectory that my wild thought is that it could. Be like a current Cowboys player's career trajectory. Want me to keep going? Yeah, because I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, I need some more hints than that. Okay, so this current Cowboys player um, is about to hit the end of his rookie deal and most likely will be going to a new team. Michael Gallup. No. It's not. It's also not the forgotten player. I feel like I'm doing two of these. Yeah, I know you got. Um, so, um, the forgotten player was a very similar beginning of the career of splitting time with another known back, good back, Tony Pollard. Not like later. Garrison's in the wrong, wrong decade, wrong century. Um, is the active player Tony Pollard? Is the, the active player is Tony Pollard? All right. Yep. So the active player is Tony, the, Tony Pollard. 
the forgotten player has a very similar career trajectory, except has become he's not retired yet, but is essentially fantasy like retired at this point. He's been on he was a viable player. He had out of his start in the twenty twenty one season and his last season and his rookie contract, his twenty one season. Um he started the season eight games. Six of those eight were ten point uh PPR games are better. Um which puts him in like that RB2 range, RB1 range. He had a couple of those in there. Um had an injury, got traded, and now is fantasy backwash. And I and and, and here's the wild thought is what if that's what happens to Pollard? Both of them, end of their rookie deal, end of their rookie deal getting injured, most likely gonna go to another team. And then don't Miami out. was one of the teams the forgotten player went to and is now was on Chase another Edmund? team. Was it Chase Edmonds? Bingo! Oof, nice. <laughs> Good pull, Ryan. I was at a loss. I'm like, damn, like, damn. But yeah, great pull. I, I, Dude, that was a good I, one. I do believe Chase Edmonds and Tony Pollard are on different levels. I do. I like. I'm, I don't want to. I don't want people listening to be like. But the thing is, Chase Edmonds was talked about. Talked to about like that. He was. Yeah. Was people were like, he's the RB one. See, I, I, it was funny. I originally, I was originally thinking Kenyon Drake, but I know he didn't play with for Dallas. So I feel like his career trajectory was that looked at the same way. <laughs> It was not Jordan Tinkleberry. <laughs> That's a fun <laughs> name. <laughs> I want him on my imaginary podcast. Yes. <laughs> nice. Great one. That's a great one. I, hey, Ryan, I like your idea because last, last week we kind of decided to do this guessing thing, and I think this is going to work out well for the Forgotten Fancy players. So yeah. uh, kudos to you for that. And also making our, our draft linear. Last week we did, it, uh, we did a, a snake draft, and I think the linear way uh, definitely went better. That's my idea. Yeah, look at Ryan. Yes. That's his <laughs> I contribution. Feel, I feel like my, my like weird, ambiguous, like uh, it's really guessing two players may have hampered <laughs> that a little bit, but yeah, but I still hey, got it. But we yeah, we pulled it. We pulled both of them. So <laughs> good stuff. There, there's no we and me. So it, right, I, I really I got Pollard. Know, yeah, I really need to know though. Like think, think about it. Is it I feel like Tony Pollard has been talked about for so long of like, oh, when he becomes the workhorse. And he's just I, never, he's never been the workhorse. I, I'm a Tony, I don't want to say I'm a hater. But I don't think Tony Pollard is at his best as an every down. I and, think, and I think certain backs thrive at a committee. And he's one of them. And he's like, one of them. Him paired with a Zeke type runner who's between mm-hmm. the tackles and can bang out and wear teams down is perfect. Like he has a huge yards per carry because Very... Zeke beats the shit. Beat Zeke beats up defensive linemen and linebackers, and yep. he just scoots right through. Very like, similar to Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds huh? is probably better in a in a committee. He was a better back yeah. as a, as a, the second guy than he was as the first guy. So similar. It, it, yeah. <laughs> All right, that wraps the podcast up, gentlemen. Uh, Seth, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, even after you know the, the Niners beat you this past weekend, you still decided to to, to make your appearance. <laughs> still coming and repping my boys. It's all right. We're, we're all right. 
<laughs> Let's go around the room real quick. Uh, give us your Twitter handle one more time. And uh, if you want to plug anything that you're working on, we'll go to you first, Seth. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at FFTheAtHomeDad. Um, I've been doing this for a few years now. Um, it's the median points per game revolution. Um, it's been a big topic in one of our leagues that me and Ryan are in. <laughs> well, so not, not even just in the leagues, but actually looking at it for players as opposed to just looking at average points per game because mathematically it's it's more robust towards outliers, which that's what – there's a whole math thing behind it. That's a whole other podcast. We're not going to jump into that. But I've been doing it for like two years, so I love the fact that Twitter is finally starting to jump in. Uh, the Twitter fantasy community finally starting to jump in and be like, hey, this guy is way high in points per game, but like, you know, uh, Michael Thomas, way high in points per game, but he played three games. Like, how do we equate that with the guys that did more? Like, and I, you know, that's one of the things that I really uh, try and push a lot with that medium points per game. Um, you can find a lot of my work on FF Faceoff at Fantasy Data and on the Fantasy Facts podcast presented by Fantasy Data. Please check it all out. And if anything, just hit me up on Twitter. I, I, like I said, I love having a drink and talking football. That's why, that's why Barney Gumble, number one draft pick for the, <laughs> the, the, the yep. podcast. Good stuff. <laughs> Ryan, what you got? Uh, find me Twitter, Fox534. Find me here Wednesday nights. Find me over at the Rookie Big Board. Join both sets of discords. Talk football. I'm actually active now that it's the offseason. And it's <laughs> fun talk football. Um, and we're going to be doing rookie profiles here soon. Yep. Once Jeff finds time for us. Yep. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm really excited to start talking rookies and taking this to that step. So, yeah. It's it's fun time of year. Good stuff. Even though football's gone, it's never forgotten. Yep. So uh, as always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77. And, and on Ryan's point, not only are we be doing rookie profiles, which are going to be just short, you know, couple minute podcast for us. Um, we're also going to have some guys on that know their stuff that have been on before. Uh, Kane Fossil, who's uh, one of our good friends, has been on the podcast quite often, comes on every year. Okay. Uh, that show, I can guarantee you, will probably go over an hour. We try to try to stay in an hour, but uh, Kane Kane loves his rookies, and he'll talk about them for an hour and a half, two hours if you let him. Uh, but absolutely, check that out, guys. We got a, a jam packed month next month, so uh, make sure you're tuned in to the Going for Two Live Network. Uh, for Seth, for Ryan, I'm Jeff, and we will see y'all next week. <laughs>